This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. As Sheffield Wednesday falls to its fourth defeat on the bounce, leaving them the only team in the EFL not to register a single point, unrest has started to rumble in the usually very loyal Sheffield Wednesday fan base. As we fell to a 98-minute penalty, chants of Chancery get out of our club started to ring around the Cardiff City Stadium. Is the man upstairs going to listen or is this a little missed time? Join myself, Simon and Stevie, and tonight we unpick the bones from a very lame carcass that is Sheffield Wednesday in the Championship in 2023. Folks, what did I say? Did I did I not mention Holly in the intro? Yeah, you did yeah, not mention oh, Holly. Holly. Yeah. And Holly's oh, yeah. here as well. So that That's like the fourth time I've tried it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Because I tell you what, it's not going to be a pleasant show tonight, is it, folks? Um now let's dive straight in. Cardiff City will vault some ball. Simon, let's. Well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll get into it slowly. Let's not do a you know a three minute full match report, but let's uh, let's go straight into like you know the first half. Not much to write. If I tell me about your day, and then we'll stop at right. Half right time. Okay. Can, I, can I have a moan first? Can I have a moan first? I'll get me boots. It didn't start well because I didn't get the email. So occasionally I get a bus down uh, from a guy, Paul Bulmer, lovely bloke, organises a bus, picks up Wickersley, North Anston, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't get an email. So Friday night, I got my little call bag out, right? And I picked my beers for the day. So my trip down, 10 past seven, picked some nice little IPAs. Ash would have been proud of me, right? So we, we set off at 10 past seven, so I didn't feel like an IPA. I got to about Birmingham and I had a brew dog, right? Nice little choice, but I thought I'll save the rest when we come back from Cardiff because I might need to drown my sorrows. So we get to this little part near Newport, gets back on the bus and some bugger's taken all my beers. Turns out that there's been an email from the EFL stating two things. Firstly, all coaches will be searched because what used to happen is you used to put the beers underneath the bus, and then to be there for the second half coming back. All coaches will be searched, and apparently coaches were stopped on the way into Cardiff and searched, and the police took all the booze <laughs> off. And secondly, now they keep all coaches for 45 minutes after the game. So we didn't leave until quarter to six from Cardiff. So Sorry. my <laughs> beers were gone. I had no beers to drink. What uh, happened? They were thrown away. Thrown away. <laughs> The bus driver went through everybody's bags, took the beer out that was left and chucked them away. So there's somebody 
enjoying some exquisite IPAs in Newport in South Wales. Now, I've I've been to Newport a number of times, and it, you know, it's also worth mentioning that's where Goldie Looking Chain were from to give you a uh, you know a measure of what the what the town is like. There is a tramp in Newport having the how, who had the best Saturday afternoon he's ever had. Mate, mate, it was Madrian Carling all the way down, of which I was scoffing <laughs> due to the wonderful IPAs I had in my bag, thinking, ha 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 ha. So, sir. so and, it's and, not a Welsh rule. It's no, it's, 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 it's apparently the police have clamped down on coaches now to all EFL games, and I would imagine Premiership as well. And they're stopping buses. It's been illegal for a while, to be honest. You're not allowed to drink on coaches going to football matches, but people do, surprisingly. Um, and what happens is you put them underneath the bus, and then when you, you stop halfway out of Cardiff on the way home, get your drink, get your beer, and then console yourself driving home. So I consoled myself with a nice. Glass of water on the way back. Oh God, it Stevie, what awful. were you going to say? You were going to add something then? No, I was just going to ask. Um, I forget the line now, but I was going to ask if it was the the, the name of Goldie Looking Chain's latest album. <laughs> where's me? Where's me? IPA? Where's, where's me? IPA? <laughs> I got the pissed bus. Up, I was pissed, like, pissed up tramping in Newport. Yeah, I was. I the comeback back on, album. I got back on the coach and I went, "Where's my beer gone?" Where's my beer gone? And these people so hang on. So they didn't, there was the no pre-warning. There was no pre-warning. No, oh, apparently there was an email that I didn't get. Oh, but the email was going to say, listen, we're going to stop off at Newport to steal all your beers and we're going to rifle through your bikes. Well, I mean, what somebody, did the email if say? Told, if somebody had told me that all the beer wasn't allowed on the way to the game, yes, exactly. I wouldn't, <laughs> have, I wouldn't have timed myself. I would have been not put as many in. You know, I was like, I was being proper choosy as well. You'd have been proud of me. <laughs> it was some, and that's what pissed me off more. It was if all the good four, beer. It was four cans of Carlsberg. I wouldn't have bothered. It was all my good <laughs> beer out of my beer fridge at home. Oh. Pissed off completely. So, so actually going into the game, I was in a really good mood. Right. <laughs> Ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. Really, really pleased. About that. So tell us so, about the first half then. Let's get into uh, it. Like, you know what? Let, well, me get, let me get the lineup up and all the rest of it. So pull the line up. So you must have, I mean, these people who think that by posting stuff on Facebook or going on podcasts and saying who they should have played, those people who actually think they've influenced our manager are living on a different planet. Okay. Uh, or our manager is living on a different planet and he's actually <laughs> listening to us and he's reading. <laughs> Uh, tweets because he did seem to bring some of the old guard back. Uh, mm-hmm. Windass, uh, Byers, Bannon played a more central role. Um, <clears throat> you had, but he, he, I'm not quite sure, Steve. What what formation did he play? Um, it felt it, it seemed to me on paper that it, it was depending on what iteration of um, wing backs you look at. It was either five or three. Um, I, 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 I'd argue it was a five at the back with Delgado and Pato at wing back, and the 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 lineup led you to an assumption there was going to be sort of two or three in the middle. It seemed to be that you got Byers and Bannon sat centrally, uh, Windass just in front of them with Gregory and Smith up top. Now, to me, rather than a five-three-two, it seemed to be more like a five-two-two-one because yeah. Gregory yeah. played really, 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 really deep. T- yeah, um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't think it suited him. So team comes out at two o'clock, um, you look at it, you see it, and you think, yeah, I'm happy with that. He's gone for it. We're, we're finally playing two up top. We've got uh, Windass on the pitch with Gregory. We've got Smith up there. We've got Bannon playing a little bit deeper that's going to potentially have a, you know, a little bit more of an impact and influence in the middle of the park. But it became apparent really quickly that Gregory wasn't playing as a, a nine or even or even a ten necessarily. He was he was more like an eight or, or you know Dan bangs on about cams. He was he was a cam. Uh, you know he was dropping he was he was he was dropping deep. He was rounding back. Um, he wasn't holding that line. He wasn't that option. Um, and I, I I just think for me, if you've got those players that on paper that you put out there, get to up top. If you're going to put Windass in behind him, get in behind him. Let Bannon and Byers trust Barry Bannon. Because he showed on Saturday that if you're playing that little bit deeper, 
you know, we can deride him all we want, but he's a he's a championship quality player. And that goal he scored was absolutely fantastic. Trust him. Let him go play. Get the three at the back, the wing backs in, let him be a five. Um, give, I have to say, give Pato a little bit more discipline. I know he's had a, a few plaudits for putting himself about, but he was a bit headless at times for me. I just I, I, I just felt you're running around and what have you. Um, but that was a setup. Um, it was, as I said, it was more a 2-2-1 two, two, rather than a 3-2. Uh, I, I just don't know if he's he's got his his tactics right. It was I, bizarre, uh, bizarre. Because I, looking at it, you had Gregory pulled back. You had I'd argue Delgado was pulled back, playing in a in a win back role. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't know who was playing where. I must admit, I couldn't work out what the formation was when I saw the uh, when I saw the thing. But you kind of go, okay, so we've gone back to three center backs and two wing backs you know that was that was successful to more that for more that's where we realized it you know we could fit bannon in and then in front of that you'd have buyers folks and bannon right mm-hmm. and and that's where you normally go but we had like four midfielders that kind of weren't windass is is an attacking midfielder mm-hmm. gregory's a striker so there like you say it was like five two two one or something it was ridiculous it, 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 i was like it, what is this it was and that's the thing that really irked, irked me was the fact of Again, he brought players in who we know can do a job, but then played them in such alien positions to what they're used to. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Gregory, for me, other than, you know, like we, we spoke last week about the half chances, he's been one of our best players so far this season. And, mm-hmm. he, and, and I thought he played really well again. You know, he, his work rate is superb, but just out of position. And I thought Windass had a really good game, certainly in the first half. You know, every he was an attacking threat all the time. But again, because play, other players were played out of position, he'd break, pull forward, and the guys who were should be in the box were already playing too deep. Gregory, for example, you had Smith, who Smith needs a footballer by the side of him, a good footballer by the side of him to be effective. It was mm-hmm. it was just the most bizarrest formation. Uh, where he was asking players to play, I I I, I was. Sort of, although we had a good first half, but I'd, again, I don't think Cardiff were very good at all. They were they were a team there for the taking. They were a team. For I, the I tell you what, it's, it's interesting you said that, Simon, because I think Stevie said that around about half time. Have you got the squeakiest chair in town, Simon? By the way, is that, is no, it's that not me? Yours? Not me. No, Who is it? I think Who's it, squeaking? I think, I think it might be me. <laughs> It's squeaky bum time already. We've got, we've, got no, we've got no echo, but we've got squeaky bum time. Now, Steve, you said you said exactly the same, didn't you? You said it was they were there for the taking. They're, they're having a bit of a tumultuous time themselves as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, them, Hull, Preston, sorry, excuse me, misspoke. Hull on paper, we thought were going to be a, a team mm-hmm. that would be one where we'd gone in there after the Southampton game and gone, if we, you know, if we want to see where we are this year, Hull will be the team. But I think actually when you look at it the the business that they're doing Hull will be one of the better sides they'll be up and around the playoffs so I don't necessarily whilst I worry about the performance at Hull um I don't necessarily worry about the points that we've dropped and I know that sounds backwards in a way because we mm-hmm. you know you want to we're, we're looking at targeting teams aren't we we're looking at targeting teams and games where you, you you'd be wanting to pick up points uh Preston was absolutely a game where we should have been picking up points. Saturday was a game where, whilst you look at it, given the team that, or given the, the the standard that that game was, that's a that's a team that's a, a team we need to be taking points off. And I'd argue that you know if we are going to be the top end or we are going to be pushing to the top end of our ambitions, we should have won on Saturday. I, I, I genuinely yeah. believe that uh, on paper with what we've got, Cardiff are a team that we should have been beating. Um, and I think I've been a little bit. I've been a little bit not vocal, but I've said things that are more negative in terms of my feelings about what's going on at the club at the moment that I'm sure we'll get into later on when we start talking about other things. But I, I was worried at five o'clock on Saturday because I looked at it and thought we should be better than this. We should be, you know, we should be, we, we, we weren't laying a glove on them at times. And as, as well as people are saying that we've done okay and it was much better and we've doubled the possession, the average possession stats and, what, and, and whatever else, it still wasn't good enough for me. It, it still felt very Magnolia as a, as a performance. It felt very bland. Um, on paper, that's a team that we should go and be threatening against Cardiff. And I, and I just felt 
that because of the decisions that were made by Chisco, um, it worried me that he's played people where he's played them. It also worries me that he's, he's, he's literally done the whole Rod Stewart FA Cup draw and gone, right, you can play there today, you can play there today, you can play there today. Um, there doesn't seem to be... We're, we're, we're talking about him having time to implement a brand and an idea and a strategy as to how we're playing football. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't stuck with anything. There's, you no, know, we've we've we played we played concern. three, we've played three four different formations. We've got players coming in, going out. We've got a, you know, we've gone to three at the back again on Saturday. When we've gone, we're not going to play three at the back at the back this season. It's going to be a four. We've signed players to play in these positions. We're playing Pato as a Callum Patterson's played right wing back. He's played right midfield. He's played right back. Liam Palmer's played midfield. He's played right back. He's played right centre half. You know what are we doing? The biggest worry. Sorry, I know I'm rambling, but the biggest worry for me is drag George Byers on an hour. So what is he seeing? Yeah. We we yeah. we've said for for two two years now the most effective player, the the, the natural successor to our best player for the last 10, 15 years is George Byers. When Barry Bannon goes, it's all about Byers. And we've seen it because we've watched it. And I don't give a damn if it's League One. I'm not bothered about that. I'm not bothered about what league or what standard we're playing in. He showed it against Premiership teams, like the Premier League teams last year. You know, we're, we're talking about a player that can play at Championship level. That can happen. Um, and for, for him to drag George Byers at 62 minutes tells me that he's not sure what we're doing. George Byers on I, Saturday I think should right. have more of an impact. I think you're right. We, we, you know, we made all those comments before the season started about Chisco ball and uh, big shiny Chisco balls and all the rest of it. But we don't know what that is right now. We, you know, we've no. had four games and four different formations and four different lineups. Now the concern is, and this is why people didn't take to Darren Moore. Look how long it took Darren Moore. I mean, he still had his doubters even after getting promoted. It still took Darren Moore a certain amount of time to to to, to win over a lot of fans because it took him so long to find out what his his best formation, his best start was. And I don't, I still don't know what Chisco ball is. We thought it was passing out from the back and sexy football. I don't, what what what, yeah, what, what what formation did we? It ain't that. It it it's big long hoop ball bullshit. And <laughs> anyway, I could go on about that all day. <laughs> Molly, welcome back. Uh, where'd you go? Are you all right? Um, after a certain time, I think they just turned the internet off in Pontefract, so I think I just died for a bit, but I'm all I right think, now. I think at eight o'clock is when they change the mouse uh, in the wheel yeah. that keeps it going. <laughs> we uh, have to share it, it with a neighbour in town, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, or they give it more £1.50 Jaeger bombs. It's a three and a half quid down here, did you know? Anyway, let's let's talk about their goal. So virtually straight after half-time, we're thinking, right, nil-nil. Let's try Let's try and get a one-nil. Let's oh, At least let's draw nil. Let's get a point on the board. And then, and then a deep cross goes into the box. And this is, for me, where football has gone. That deep cross over to the back far post for the, for the nod back in and everybody scramble. It's exactly the goal that Liam Palmer scored against Peterborough in the second leg. I mean, I, you see Momo desperately scrambling for it. And he was, was, he, was he involved in that Peterborough, uh, in that Preston goal the week before as well? Was that him? I can't remember yeah, who were the two guys. You, you've got you've got your Di- Diabies mixed up. Yeah, you're thinking right, Bambo it's, Saturday. It's, it's Bambo on Saturday. Was, was that racist, Steve? Or... Sorry, I'm just trying to look at that. Listen, listen. All all them Diabies look alike. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think Momo's only you could say that. <laughs> Momo Momo is better than Bambo, from what I saw. I've, I've, got right. a press, I've got a press release due tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to it. I mean, tell me about it, Hall. Tell me about that goal. It, you know, we seem to be susceptible to a bit of a cross, don't we? Well, I I were away all day on Saturday, so <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I got a little bit of a three-minute match report when my signal came back, and then it sounded like at the point where all the messages came in that we were doing well, then I got the the uh, sucker punch that we weren't, in fact, doing very well. So I'm not <laughs> quite sure. But I don't understand how we can be susceptible to that kind of cross when everybody that we've got is a giant man. We've got um, a million yeah. giant people and then we still can't defend a cross. In it. The, the, the goal, I think, they, and I've watched it back today. Obviously, I watched it at the time and thought, Bambo, you're the problem. But it's a team problem. Um mm-hmm. You know, we, we've Patterson's headed the ball out. It's gone to Smith. Smith, his role in the goal is to hold the ball up so players can move on, so he can he can be the pivot that people are going to go off. 
he loses the ball straight away. Um, Gregory's playing deep, so Gregory attempts to flick out at one of their players, don't get anywhere near him. Their player lays it in. Uh, Delgado, nowhere, because he can't. he's not a left wing back, so he's the wrong side. Kid falls down. And then there's a phase of play uh, in and around the area where it's coming and then moved back out to the wing for the cross. But I tell you, as 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 all this is going on, Bambo is not, he's not within five yards of players that are just drifting. And on first impression, you look at it and think, I've had to watch it two, three times. Does he even look over his shoulder to see where that player is? And we're not just talking about a momentary situation where he needs to see where his man is. This goes on for a full phase of play that lasts 10 seconds. Yeah. The players yeah, have yeah. drifted 10, 15 yards into the box. And, like 10-year-olds, you know, when they fly after the ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was it. And I personally, I, I attribute it to the fact that we, 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 we've talked about the style of football that we want to play, but we're, we're, we're sitting in. We saw it against Southampton. We're sitting in and we're sitting deep and we're allowing, we're surrendering a lot of possession of the ball, but we're not pressing. We're not pushing people on. We're, we're, we're not forcing what are, in my opinion, relatively speaking, the average teams to, to make mistakes in this league. We're giving them too much time on the ball, which is what's happened. They're picking out passes. And, and you know, by the time the ball has come in and it's flicked, you know, Bernard has moved and to be fair to Bernard, he's held on to a player. So he's got his man and tried to do something mm-hmm. with it after the first ball. That's my boy, Deshaun. <laughs> and then uh, Byers as well. Byers does his best to get in and around and, and, and try and lay a glove on somebody. But Diaby, all Diaby's worried about is getting his hands behind the back and standing there. And the guy's got all yep. the time in the world to rifle it into the top corner. Yeah. Uh, he's doing kick-ups the on the edge so, of our six-yard yeah. box. Yeah. He was trying to get his foot in, wasn't he? Looking at it, he's trying to find his foot in. And but he's, 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 he's nowhere all, near. He's, he's, all, no, his footing's nowhere near and he's all wrong. He's set, he's set all wrong. Not anticipating that ball coming in whatsoever. And and this is... I thought um, Dijon was very good. I, I liked him. I like the look of him. He can play football. But Bambo is a massive liability, and I don't know why we're playing him. That happened against Preston, didn't it? Like yep. it was like we'd planned, we'd trained on one specific type of ball coming in, and once they all tried to defend it, they hadn't thought about what happens after that. So yeah. once yeah. we headed it away, for example. Once it, it would just easy Preston possession again, and then it just came back at us, and they all went, "Oh, we yeah, have worked like, on this bit." Like they've gone, <laughs> "Hey lads, if the ball comes in." You get your man because you missed it at Preston. Yes, boss. So he's gone, got his man. He's got his man. And they've all gone, well, that's it, lads. See you later. That's yeah. me done. And there's a geezer doing kick-ups and Netflix on the on the penalty spot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I tell you what. Now, Simon, so after this goal had gone in, now there's a good, what, half an hour of play oh. happening before, yes. before the goal and, and getting to the goal. But before you do, is this when the chanting started? The chant, the chant, no, the chanting started uh, in the first half. Um, mm-hmm. We were sort of right of the goal, and it was coming from the far right hand side as it curved around. Um, and they were very vocal; you could hear it. But it was definitely in the first half. We were still nil nil. I don't know whether Chan Siri was there. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody knows if he was actually at the game. But it started in the first half. It was very vocal in the first half. Obviously, we came out second half. They got the goal, and and it got louder. But it was always loud. It was always loud because we were looking at. We bumped into some friends down there, and we were all on the same row because that was really weird. We got there, we got tickets, we got in. It was supposed to be a sellout. We got up. The steward went, "You can stand anywhere." So we were like, "Pardon? Oh, you can stand <coughs> anywhere. You can stand. In. They got safe standing, so it was like you you can you can so. stand anywhere." So okay, fair enough. So. I said to Ethan and his mates who we'd met there, right, you take us to where you want to stand. We'll stand wherever you want to go. So we did. And then there were people coming in going, that's my seat. But we were told to stand anywhere. Oh, no, he's told us that. So it was a bit of a weird thing. But, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but, no, it started in the first half. I, I, there was a groundswell, though, wasn't there, on Twitter the night before? I noticed Friday night, Thursday night. There's Friday been one night. since Darren Moore went. To be fair, but this is the first time we've actually voiced it. And and I tell mm. you what, let, let's let's pull up that thread after we after we've got through this game. So mm. let's get to the goal, and then we'll talk about that after. So what we took in the penalty? So we've no we've Bar- Barry's moment of genius. Oh Barry's I, I... goal! Oh man! So we were battering them. So they scored. So they scored, and we were like, oh fuck! 
And and then we just battered them. We battered mm-hmm. the living daylight out of them. But we just didn't have that final. It just seemed to be lacking somebody up front. There was Smith. Gregory was playing too <coughs> deep. Windass was running them to bits. But we just didn't seem to have enough people in the box. Every time Windass broke, there was nobody in the box. And then Baz got the ball. And and I know I derided him last week on the podcast, said he might be heading towards his twilight career. But I think some of he is because of his age. But the positioning was superb. Cisco did actually mm. play him in the right position. He got the ball and we actually thought it hit the side netting at first because it was such so close to that post. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was sublime. He got it. They gave him loads of space. We should have scored way before that. Barry decided I'm having a pop and it was beautiful. It was so sexual. It was sexual. That's, that good. that's interesting, actually. So before I come to you, Holly, uh, about Bannon's goal, there was a, a, a Stevie. Did you see these these two sitters, essentially, that Windass missed? The one where he's yes. stood on his own in the 18 yard box, Steve. And, and he's gone. It's, it's like he's gone. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. And it, it, it's like he, he just didn't expect to have that much space, did he? No. Um, was this the one when he started banging on about how he thought it should have been a penalty, or was that a, a little bit later? Because there was one where no, he got bit, clipped. Yeah, there's one where it goes tearing over the top because obviously Chisco Ball yeah. now is just smashing it over the top. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, he, yeah. And, he, yeah. and he's gone. Oh shit! But <laughs> just... he's 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 the, the the guy that played furthest forward. I've seen a. a, a infographic or whatever you call them, like a picture, an image that showed the average position. He was the most advanced player this year, uh, uh, last weekend. So what instructions are Smith and Gregory getting for Windass, who's supposed to be playing behind, advanced to the midfield to, to, to be pushing on? Why are we expecting and setting up to have our... Because let's be right, Smith is a, a, is a target man. He's nothing else. Yep. And, uh, you know, what, what, yep. whatever we think... His job is get the ball and be the person that Gregory, Windass, Bannon, uh, to a lesser extent, the wing-backs, if we're advancing, can can can, can go and feed off, can go and work off. Um, and it's it's it, it, it's just bizarre, the, the, the way that we do it and the, the, the way that it's been set up. This is, this, is, this is exactly right, Steve, is the fact <coughs> that he seemed to be playing Smith and, and Greg so deep. The ball was being pinged over by uh, Vasquez and... Um, uh, Patterson was heading it on for for Windass, so the ball was coming over. Patterson had flick it over the top. Windass to get the ball, run down the wing. But our our, our two big lads were still in the middle of the park mm. because they were looking mm. to receive that ball as well. And then they were on ball. the toes. Just but, go. But ball. then there was, but then there was nowhere there, nobody there. So so he was having to try and take players on and have a go. Um, and again, I, I'm sure deep down, no something like Josh Windass would enjoy getting the ball down. It, and taking he was superb. On. I thought it was really good. He was really good. On I'm, I'm glad because sometimes he's, he's hot and cold for me. He's more hot yeah. than cold, but when he shits the bed, he shits the bed. Now, yeah. Holly, last week we were we were at home to Preston, and every time we had a corner, your dad kept saying, there's nobody in, what did he keep calling it? The Glenn Whelan position. <laughs> The edge of the D is, is it that where Bannon scored that goal from? Is that the Glenn Whelan position? Is that what he means? Absolutely, that's what we've been saying all this time. That's where everybody wants Bannon to be. He'd yeah. score every game if he was there. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> yeah, like no nobody around him, did he? He picked. Do you know up. what? As soon as soon as it's worked round, and we we, we I, I think we did have possession. We had, we we had the, the 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 better of the game, sort of five ten minutes either side of the goal. Um, which I have said, I think papers over the cracks a little bit. But the moment that Windass has got the ball and he's worked it round and he's fed Bannon, you just knew. And um, you know, for all the derision that the guy gets, for all the people going, and you know, as Simon has said, he, he made a comment last week and he, he's gone back to that tonight about him going into the the, the twilight uh, element of his, his career. Barry Bannon at 32, 33, doing what Barry Bannon does. Is still good enough for this championship if he's played in the right level, if, uh, sorry, position, if he's played and given the right sort of support around him, if he's given the right instructions from the manager. Barry Bannon can be an absolute baller for us this year. Playing off the shoulder of Lee Gregory or uh, Michael Smith or, God forbid, do respect Ashley Fletcher, is not the right position for this kid because he's older, he's, he's, he's too small to play as a 10, 
I'm sorry he is because sometimes you have to be a secondary striker and you have to go and do things that, you know, a Gregory would do or a Smith would do. Um, for me personally, get him in the middle, get him doing what he's doing. And when he, just because he's that little bit deeper, he's advanced into that position. The, 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 we'll call it the wheeling position. He's advanced into that area on Saturday and he's had time to set himself. He didn't need the time that he had because the moment he'd opened his body out and set it, uh, I had my sister around. She was watching the game. Molly popped her head around the corner. I've gone, right, we're in. And as soon as that ball went across, I've gone goal. And I cheered before he, you know, he'd even before he'd even triggered because yeah. you just know he's he's that good. He had, watching, he had all day to pick it. But watching that goal, their defenders are scrambling one way or the, doing a bit of an us, scrambling one way <laughs> then the other, which makes me frustrated that we couldn't just get another one quickly if their defense is oh yeah that, being drawn all over the place. Do, do, do you know what, Holly? We I've, I've had a quick look because I'm thinking the windass header that's been tipped round, which was a good header, to be fair. And the keeper's made a decent save. Um, I th It felt to me that, that that was the first on-target attempt at goal since the whole goal. Yeah. Michael Smith, two weeks previously. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. remember. I genuinely couldn't. So I've gone back tonight. We've had eight shots on target this season. We've played four games and had eight shots. We are currently averaging one shot on target every half game. That's horrific. And I tell you what, if anybody's it's looking horrendous. at that Sky Sports boost where, where Sond can't get one on target in the bloody early game on Saturday, I tell you what, we'd be absolutely busting coupons <laughs> all over town. Now, listen, <laughs> I'm a bit concerned about time. So, and then later on, heartbreakingly, Will Volts went for one of these headers where, he, where he's doing like the Mickey Mouse ears. He's unballed it. They've got a penalty, 98th minute, and we've gone on with another L. Absolutely frustrating to death. Now, to segue this in, Obviously, the chance of Chancery out came again at the end of the game. And I feel like we need to address this. Now, I, I've got a question in terms in terms of ch this Chancery thing. And Simon, I'll come to you first. Why now? Why, why now? Because if you look at the list of fuck-ups that Chancery's done, <laughs> right? If you look at the list of bullshit that that geezer's done over the last eight years, why is it taken us that till now to do something about it i think uh there are a number of reasons but probably the main one is that we had a huge swell of good feeling after the peterborough game leading into uh wembley and then getting promoted and there was a huge feeling amongst wednesday fans that we were on the crest of a wave that maybe our time in the city between the two teams Maybe it was our time, despite the fact that they're now in the Premiership. Um, I think we felt that that we got we were starting to get things right. That our manager had, had brought that, or our manager had some people who wasn't completely sold on him. But I would suggest that what it has done is that he's uh, Chancery since. Wembley has completely destroyed that feeling, that good feeling that we had. Any sort of positivity that the fan base had, any sort of pride of wearing that shirt. You know, that shirt came out when we had the, the, the tour at the City Hall. It, you were proud to wear a Wednesday shirt. Who's proud to wear a Wednesday shirt but let's, now? It, let, it, me, let me it, just it, play it, devil's advocate. Let me just Adrian oh. Durian for, for half a yeah, second yeah, yeah. here. Right? So... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But whatever opinion you've got on the Darren Moore story, and like I've always said, everybody wants to be polarized on something. You're either in this camp or that camp. 
let's sit here for a bit, right? Neither Darren Moore or Chancery are absolutely blameless in any of this scenario. Now, it's just one of those things where you go, they couldn't agree terms. That's it, mm-hmm. right? They couldn't agree terms. They couldn't. They, their vision didn't align, and their and the wage expectations didn't align. Now, that to me is sensible. You go, listen, have a good time. See you later. You part ways, right? It, you you can't do it <clears> because <throat> what we expect to do is for Chancery to go. How much do you want, Jeff? To a bloke that, that kind of divided the, the the fan base anyway, right? So it's just one of them times where it just didn't work out. Now we move forward, mm-hmm. and we've got a manager who's gotten into the Premier League before. He's got out of that league, which on paper and or at a club where the chairman is also mad as a fish in petrol. So, to you know, in terms of the appointment we've got, we go, okay, you're the next guy, come on in. And we can't turn around and we can't fault the chairman at this point on this end because he's backed his new manager. What we had, nine, ten signings, he's backed him. He's given him the players that he wants to, to play Chisco ball. On the other end, on this camp, right, he's fleeced the fans left, right and centre. Now, Chansiri did not stick his hand out in the 98th minute to give away a penalty. That's just one of those things. That's football. No, That's why no, I like this game, the, right? And, and the results, like we've always said, and we've had this conversation ad infinitum since COVID and before, is mm-hmm. that the the results and what's going on that we can see on the pitch and happening that we can see at the club influences how the fans feel. So if mm-hmm. we are winning games, you don't give a shit what's going on in the background because we're winning mm-hmm. games, right? But what happened was that the fallout from Moore going, yes, you fought, you're right. He's, he's, you know, you've got more here, Chancery here. We'll never know the truth. As Lee Bullen said, there's Bullen, there's the truth, the Chancery and, and so on and so forth. But what happened after that was the there was it was obvious there was no planning to a successor. It was obvious that we we've we've then when we had Carlton, we had Carlton Palmer, we had the fans forum. If the fans forum had not happened, if the club had gone, I'm sorry, but we didn't realise this was going to happen, we're going to have to cancel the fans forum. You know, Chan Siri has gone down this route of, of basically bouncing from one perceived disaster to another to we need players, we need players, we need players. Oh, here's a load of players. But, right, so for example, is Bambo any better than Hihekwe? You know, I asked a question on the WhatsApp. Oh, no, yeah, is the what, best defender what, we've got as far as what, I can why, why? So I, I asked the other day, I asked earlier on, why did I offer, why did Femwo, why did Iekwe not play? Why did we play Bambo? You know, why were these, you know, for me, I has been the best defender we've had since the start of the season. He started fit and he's superb. Mm. Ash came back and said he was rested. He was what? He was rested. We were talking last week about should we have midweek games? And we were saying, no, let's not have midweek games. Let's build on, you know, trying to get the team playing forward. And and he drops him, puts Bambo, who was let's get back to Chan Siri though. So so, so I mean, yeah, that's... so the, the the but we're he's buying players that actually aren't better than what we've already got. So this is another thing that pisses people off. But isn't that it, isn't that Chisco's influence though? But is it? Because, because we, then, we, we because spoke then last then week the, about this imaginary list, like the, about this list of players. But damn the propaganda! I think it's is, all shit. But yeah, I agree. But the propaganda. He was asked that question. Oh, it's not down to them. We have a group of people who decide who the players are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. Why do no, I want to know that? We no, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Don't we? Don't we? No, we don't. Um, who's players? Who? Mm-hmm. Chancery who and a a an advisor. There's no. You, if you walk into the boardroom at Hillsborough, you'd expect to see. I'm not being funny. You'd ex, you'd you'd expect to see. Uh, this is the point. You'd expect to see yeah. chairman, vice chairman, yes. CEO, yes. whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes. We've we got we've got Chancery, and this is not a slight on any person that he's working underneath him. We've got Braithwaite. We've got Dooley. Um, at the fans forum, was there not a, a director of comms? And then, yeah, I'm 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 fairly certain that underneath that, the next person in the hierarchy is the fucking fucking cater- security yeah. or catering manager. Catering, catering it's, it's catering. Right, so listen so, on, on the back of that, right? Let me on to the fans going. Right, we, but this this, this is, is my mental. point, right? 
this is but mental. this is my point. Let me again. Let me, Adrian Dunry. Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate because yeah. I, I, I genuinely think he shot his ass, right? Be- you know, we've had points deductions, we've had sales at a thing, but you know, we've had three transfer embargoes. But let me let me tell you about this thing here. So this is an article from the Athletic from about a year and a half ago, and it says, in the past, when I, when asked about the management structure, Chancery has maintained his advisors make up a team of CEOs and that he does not believe in the director of football model, saying, I'm not sure if in the UK you do the same. <laughs> in Asia, we also have a duty for a board position. In some of my companies, I act as chairman and as CEO, sometimes as both or one or the other. As I already explained, the CEO needs to generate money to help the club. It doesn't mean they know football. Even if they've been in football for 15 or 20 years, people think they, CEOs, know football. But sometimes they don't know football. And again, it's just a chance here fucking meandering answer. But in his head, he, he doesn't need one. Now, we've got an absolute litany of things that have happened in the club because he's not surrounded himself in football people. Now, before I ask the middle-aged men, Holly, is there anything you'd like to add to this? And like, where do you sit on the chance here thing? I have... Even when it was like Dave Allen and all of that stuff long time ago with the black balloon protests and things, it's I just think that's the boring part of football, even when it's like a bit crazy and, and Chancer is doing whatever he's doing. I I don't care about that sort of stuff. And I know, and I know I don't want us to not exist anymore, but the actual none of us support this club because of it being glorious every week and we have a great time watching spectacular mm. football. I don't watch it for that reason. I watch it for other reasons, particularly with um, the situation at the moment. Personally, any football that I am watching is good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, and I moan about it, but I abs- I'm, d- I'm just... What, what good is it? does it do to, to go and then... Sing about it because Chance here we don't give a shit. No, you know, like yeah, when yeah, Sunderland right. fans yeah. paid the money and then left after 10 minutes. I bet Chairman did not give a shit about that because you've paid and then you've gone. Like that doesn't do anything. So either the people who really do want to protest need to not go, or I don't know, like I just wouldn't, I just don't I don't see that like everyone's complaining, say Bambo, like we just said, Bambo's not as good as a headquarter, but it's not actually his fault that he's not as good as a headquarter. It's not his fault that he's signed for us. Someone said, do you want to sign for Wednesday? And he said, yeah, then fair enough. Like, so booing him, what good does that do? He's not going to get better in the game for booing him. And Chancery is not going to sit at home going, oh my God, they're singing about me. It just doesn't accomplish anything. It just makes it a bad day all round, doesn't it? I mean, Stevie, if you were there with Molly and everyone's making a really horrible atmosphere, it's not going to make for a good day for you, is it? I I, well, just no. don't, I don't really see the point in that bit. I go to the football just to have a have a good time, regardless I think, of yeah, that stuff. I, I think in spite I think, of all those things. <laughs> I think protests. I, th- I think it's a statement, isn't it? The the I agree with you to a large extent. I think the um, the the singing, the any proposal or suggestion that we need to be boycotting, I absolutely agree. Is is and I'll say, in my opinion, it's an absolute nonsense because people will say, if we do that, he's going to start listening. Ian, all he's going to do is he's going to charge more more for more tickets because that's what happens. The moment we stop putting money into the club by saying we're not going to buy tickets, the prices go up because he's got to recoup the money. And that's why we're paying through the nose for absolutely everything because we're skint because of all the money that he's lost and all the things that he's done to put us in this situation. And that's the issue. Yes. You know, yes. he doesn't want to charge the money that he's charging. If Chance here, oh, he can charge 20 pounds. Well, I think he all right, it's, somewhere, it's, it's, somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle. But, he's you know, not going to sit does... there and go, oh, shit, I've got too much money. I better start charging less. On Twitter last week, everybody was moaning about the cost of the Leeds tickets, weren't they? 47 quid. And we've sold out. So we've we've all, everybody's gone and moaned about it. All the fans have gone, oh, bloody hell, Leeds, 47 quid. And then turned it around on Chan Siri and blamed Chan Siri about it when I actually thought Leeds were, were people charging for the tickets. 
They and only charge Cardiff about 16 quid, though. When they're doing, they're they're doing they're doing it. It's the argument that it's the price match. And that, to an extent, does go back to Chan Siri because Chan Siri's charging them what he's charging them. Well, he hasn't yeah. yet. Black, Blackburn Rovers said, had a... He said well, they're a group A, has he, or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Blackburn Rovers last season had a price band. Right, and okay. it was literally uh, B, C, D, E, and then A was just A with the word Sheffield Wednesday written under it. That, you know what I mean? That, that, that was yeah. literally like, well, they shit house this. Everybody's like, moaned about it, but they've all gone. That's Chan Series. They've all gone. They've all gone and bought the tickets. I, I well, think... this is it. This is it. But that's because of the it's the size of the fan base, Dan, Dan and Simon, isn't it? It's the size of the yeah, fan base. Because yeah, yeah. do you want me to do the capitalism rant again? Do you want me to do that again? No, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's rant, great. Yeah. But but, but that but, that's the thing, isn't it? People are going to complain. People are going to, and you know they they're going to make their voices heard. And the, the you know Dan asked the question earlier on. You know for everything that's happened, but if you look at it from a longer period of time, we access things in a different way in 2023 than we did in the mm. days of Dave Allen because there was no such thing as X mm. you know we, we didn't we didn't jump on forums we didn't have you know podcasts weren't a thing were they you know we, we, we weren't coming out here and uh, uh, you know taking on I consume you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm who I am and I cons I don't buy newspapers I consume my news from social media because it tells me what I want to know you know, the big stories go to the well, big. He does. Your, ta your tailor picked people that you follow. <laughs> no, but the, you no, yeah, 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 I'm talking. X tell you, X tell you to listen to. You listen to. I'm, no, what I'm saying is the algorithm will give me stuff, and the trending topics will go, and I, I, I get to that, and it, I absorb it through that. But if you know, every, at the same time, I get Sky News bulletin updates and so forth, and that's what I need to know from Just, a from a, a footballing point of view. The hashtag goes. You know, if I look on. What's trending for me? It's Dave on Chancery. You know, for the majority of Sheffield Wednesday fans that are getting in and getting involved with it all, it's Chancery bashing that, that consumes the amount of our, our time because we sit there and we go, right, inherently what we're going to do, we're going to pick up a phone or a tablet, we're going to jump online and we're going to go, bang, click. And that's what we do. We all do it. Everybody does it. Anybody that's listening to this, anybody that's on the hashtag, obviously is picking up their phones and going, right, let's start bashing Chancery or let's be really edgy and go, all the way the other way, but they, you know, if you looked at it from a, a a demographic point of view, the people that are actually having rational processes and thinking about it from a rational point of view that aren't trying to be edgy, controversial, like certain people that just go, get him out of my club, you know, why, what's the bigger picture? Or get behind him, stop moaning, what's the bigger picture there? There's no, there ain't there enough in the middle that's saying, right, let's look at it from both sides and go, right, what would happen if Chan Siri left our club? What is the answer? If you know, we, we can all say we, we we all know that there are numbers, um, and you can be, believe what you want to believe. This this person can come in and offer that. Um, but Chancery values the the club at this price. To to be able to get anything back, he, he's going to need to expect an investor to come in at this level. All of that is great, and it, it's it's an interesting conversation point. But where is the reality? How much is Chancery actually going to accept for the club? Is he going to accept a loss? And until he comes out and says, I want this much money for the club, and these are the reasons I want this much money, it's going to it's going to recoup the price on the stadium or the cost of the stadium. It's going to make the club sustainable in terms of FFP, and it means that we're going to be set up for the next three to five years, and it is X million pounds. Fine. That's the transparency see, that we have got. My, my, my issue with, with, with that is that we've got, I am more than happy to help sustain the club in terms of FFP, but given the bloated wages that we're dishing out on players that are broken, essentially, we get we get broken players and try and hope that they turn good. Jordan Rhodes being the poster boy for that. You know, Gary Uper is, is you know, his, his career was on the wane and we managed to get steady, a tune out of steady, him. Kieran steady. Lee, Sam Hutchinson, we managed to get tunes out of those players, right? But we got broken players and we gave them inflated salaries and now we're in the shit. And that's what 100%. What, and, I, and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah, the business model yeah. was completely. Yeah. The business model was wrong, wasn't it? I mean, bear in mind there was three thousand fans there on Saturday, two hundred and fifty sang Chancery out. You know, there it wasn't. There wasn't three thousand of us all singing it. I had to ask Ethan what they're singing. I heard Depths on Chancery, and after that, I was like, "What they're singing, mate?" Because I can't work out what they're singing. Did you it switch was, it to the T position? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it was, it was, it, but 
there did seem to be a groundswell from the painted on beard man issuing a uh, a statement to Rob Staten earlier on in the week. And then Gaz Robinson was on Radio Sheffield on Friday and that was all over Twitter, X, whatever it's called, on Saturday morning as we were as I was having my beer stolen. And, um, you know, it, 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 there was this slight groundswell up to that. But I agree entirely with Steve. There was this thing that's come out, this banner this week that people are posting on X, Twitter, whatever, right? This week... <laughs> YMCA, right? Um, this week, there's, there's no X in YMCA. Well, no, YM, yeah, there is in my version, um, different version. Um, was this week this banner that's come out saying tickets were this price before he came and now they're this price and badges changed and he's got chance here and on seats? Complete ill education in regard. And Steve yes. brought it up, I think, this poor education, right? So He's put Chancellor there on the seats, not because he's a megalomaniac, right, he might be, but not because he's a megalomaniac, it's because he's used that to the FA or the EFL to say, yep. I've sponsored the club. This is how many millions I've put in. Because he has yep. to show in the books, under FFP, how he's Money funding the club. Hence why we've had yep. D taxes and Elevate yep. Drink. You know? It's the same with the crest as well. So changing the crest, yeah. it was first pioneered by Arsenal when they changed their crest. It's a way of securing copyright onto the onto the branding. So when it comes to selling to people like who's that who's that company that sell t-shirts for twenty quid that are just black t um, Terrace, Terrace Terrace Life, right? So yeah. what they do, they can now sell that. Um, Sell that branding to them for hundreds of yes. thousands of pounds, whereas yes. before they couldn't because it yes. was in it was intellectual property. So that, those type of things make sense for me, and and I th- and I, f- I agree with you, Simon. I think what we've got we've got a lot of people who are angry at the wrong things. Like yes. I just want the old badge back. Well, you can't because yeah. progression. Holly, Holly has put a tweet up in the past as she wore that really really thick shirt at Wembley, and the badge on it is was brought in. It was the barcode shirt. And the badge changed from the old owl to slightly different owl. I think Dave Richards was in charge then. All right, we didn't have social media then. But apparently we've had the old easy-to-draw owl forever. No, we haven't, because actually in the mid-90s, we we changed the owl. We changed the owl. Then we went back, and now we've changed again. I actually like the current design. I think it's great. I like the the one in the late 90s, actually. I thought that was our best one. I really hated that 60s owl. I really don't like it. Blame him over everything. And yes, he has made mistakes. And I think he's had an innate ability to grab that feel-good factor that we all had and go, fuck it. And we've all and that and, and on the crest of the wave, a lot of people have jumped onto the back of back of that. Price increases, can't yep. get a pint at half time, pies are cold. Did you sing that song changed. though? <laughs> no, I did you join in, Simon? Did you no, join I didn't. in? No, I didn't. No, because what about if you'd have had all your IPAs, would you have joined in? No, what's the alternative? What is the alternative? A man who queues amongst all the other fans who wears an icon hat and has a painted on beard. Right. right, that bloke what? is skint. That man has got no money. Let got be ca- and, I, and I need to say this out loud on this show. Be careful what you wish for. And I exactly. said this And I said this on, on X. I said, I said this on X. I said, we need to be careful what we wish for. I don't want Chancery to go, and, and I want him to learn. I don't think he will. This is this is the bigger problem. The but trouble. what I want him to do, I want him to learn about where he is in the country, how much money people have got in this part of the country. How, get football people in who can spot a player. Get football people in who can negotiate a fucking contract. Cam Dawson, I'm looking at you. You know what I mean? We need to we need we, we need to start looking at building forward. And I believe over the last three years, he, he went missing when we were in League One. We didn't see him, did we? We didn't see him. He no. was fighting to keep us in the championship. Sacked Tony Pulis. We had Gary Bloody Monk before that. And then, and then we have, you know, it all went, it all went to shit. And then he buggered off because his his toy was was broken. And then he's come back this season. Yeah, let's charge him some more money. And then, he, but then, let's be honest, he's also opened his checkbook on the wages for the players that Chisco wants. And he's got a player that's got, he's got a manager, sorry, that's got pedigree on getting out of this league. Now the issue is, and this is. Chisco doesn't know know what's going on on the pitch. But this is not the worst version of Dave Ponchanciri that we've ever had. There is a litany of mistakes that he's made over the last six years. More notably, the the biggest one for me is the one that he can't just let people run the bloody business while he's away. He has final say on everything. That's the biggest one for me. And 
but we we must have had something happen over the last three years because this is not the worst version of me that we've ever had. And because we're losing <clears throat> is the answer to the question that I asked 20 minutes ago, why now? Because, like you say, there was this big crest of a wave of going up in May. But what we need to realise is that winning the playoffs is that you are the 24th best team in the league going up, right, that you're going up to. And we all stand there and we all go, yeah, come on, we're going up, this is amazing. And then you look above, look up at you at 23 more asses that are higher up in the in the food chain than you are, and you need to get your ducks in order. The issue that the fans have got is that we've been charged to get our ducks in order because of mistakes he's made in the past. But he's put that onto the pitch, right? We've now got money coming in because of, the, and that's where the fans have got the issue. He's opened his checkbook, he's done what he needs to. I don't understand the timing of it now. Because at the minute, what we need to do is get behind the team. And I'm a big believer in, you know, support the team and not the regime and all the rest of it. Do I think Dave Ponchanciri is a is a saint? No, he's a fucking idiot. Uh, but and he's and he he's a he is, you know, one of those people that just will not take any feedback. And will he feel any pressure from 250 people 300 miles away in Cardiff singing? Blah, 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 blah. No, no, he won't. No, it'll go, what the fuck are we talking about? I've just spent all my fucking money, which is what he's thinking. I, I just don't think it's helpful. That, what we need to do customers. is we need to churn, we need to cheer the team on. We need to, and to be fair, Simon, like everybody, you know, reamed out Catherine Mayer about saying that at Charlton. We are. We are, we are customers. customers. And, but, and, it, and as soon as we realise that, we realise that we should be able to go... I'm going to pay for that. I'm not going to pay for that. And that's what we need to do. It's and and simple, we're, we need to pick and choose. There's a simple way forward here, isn't there? That that there are clubs out there that are owned and run by people like Depps on Chantieri. But yep. what he's done is he's put into place a management management teams that run that club on their behalf. That that, mm. that you, you can't say that Manchester yep. City are run by one person. Everybody blames the Glaciers, don't they? I mean, apparently last night, Manchester United fans were moaning at the Glaciers because they've really properly messed up at Man U. Let's, let's be honest, right? The Glaciers, <laughs> I remember when Michael Owen uh, first came available before he went to Newcastle after, after Real Madrid, and they went, how much do you want for my... And they wrote a blank cheque, and he still went to Newcastle because Shearer convinced him. The Glazers have, have, have turned that that club into one of the biggest powerhouses in terms of recognisable brands across the world, up there with Apple and Coca-Cola. They've done that. They've made that. But everybody's like, well, get the green and gold scarves out. Why? You're still an absolute fucking mega house. Just because City have got more money than you and they're your local neighbours, that's the chip on your shoulder. Not the fucking Glazers grow up. But I'm just going to wrap this up with this quote. And this is what this is a great example of Dave Ponchanciri. Let's put all this, you know, let's remember the points deduction, the manager merry-go-round, let's uh, the selling hills, but all the rest of it. And this is stuff that you don't really hear about. And this is from that same article. It says, during talks about the position, one prospective manager was surprised to learn that part of the reason he had landed the chance to chat to Chanciri was a result of his career being talked up by the chairman's teenage son. Another prospective manager claims to have had a phone conversation with the same son to discuss the prospect of taking the job after he called his father unexpectedly while the two men were talking. <laughs> so at Chan Siri, the gag on Twitter, if this article is to believed, does have a stake in what's that. Anyway, I could, I could go round and round, but let's be angry for Chan Siri at the right things. Let's just make sure that's what it is. And, I, and I'd love to hear... More examples apart from ticket prices, because that club's always been expensive as far as I've been concerned. All right, it's more expensive now. But what we've got for our money has dwindled, and that's my issue. Apart from the but that's more on the pitch and the quality of the shitty elevate kits. But that's that's a, again, that's not happened in the last three years. But wait till he resells Simon's IPAs on Tuesday. I know. <laughs> I'll wait till he, he'll pop them out. I'll be, I'll be I've got these. Who wants them? 12, 12 quid a pop. <laughs> right then, Holly, off. listen, you've not spoke for ages, so listen, tomorrow night, do we need a League Cup run or do we just need a win under our belt just to get that monkey off our back and just to absolutely smash somebody? I want to see 3-4-0. What about you, Mansfield? I, I said before that I want a cup run. I do like a good cup run. It's not really what we do, though, is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and the atmosphere is going to be naff like it was at these similar kind of cup run cup games last season 
it were a bit pants on it but it things can only get better is what i'm saying <laughs> there's a song in there somewhere <laughs> well even for like for the leeds game on saturday we're not going to finish the season on no points we're not going to lose to everyone mansfield we might get some we might progress and then who knows you know we're not going to finish on nothing so we're going to shit on someone it might and as well be and mansfield and leeds I'd rather it be Leeds, Mansfield. I couldn't give a shit about. That. What about what about you, Stevie? What about you? What about you tomorrow night and Leeds? What do you reckon? Um, I'd like to. I, I want a cup run. I'd, I, you know, the Arsenal game from 2015, 2015. Um, bring it, you know, from a, a financial point of view, it brings revenue in, doesn't it? it you know, it gets money on, on, under the coffers, which is what we've just been talking about. Um, I think that's important. I think at the minute. If we were to go out tomorrow night to a League Two side, who I think are in decent form down there, um, you imagine how sour things were on Saturday at half past five. Um, it's not going to get any better. So from a, an atmospheric point of view, from a morale point of view, from a, a perspective that we want that groundswell that we've been struggling to, to regain, we, we, we need to win tomorrow night. So I do think it's probably more important than it would be if we've got three wins under our belt out four games or whatever. Um, yeah, I want a cup run. Um, I want to win tomorrow night. And I'm, I'm curious to see what happens Saturday. Um, Leeds, I've got a couple of Leeds mates and it weren't great at the start of the season, but all of a sudden, um, one or two of their lads have come back in. Is it Gnonto? I don't know how you pronounce his name. Gnonto. Forgive me. Yeah. He's... he's, he's 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 come in and you know they they seem to be happy about that and it just feels like they might be on an upward trajectory at the minute. So I yeah, think but listen to this guy. If we lost to Mansfield <laughs> and everybody genuinely thinks like, how can this get worse? What is more the football that we know and love than Leeds have just put four past top of the league Ipswich, right? And we haven't got a single point and then we lose to Mansfield and then we just absolutely am a Leeds. Forest Green beat us last season. <laughs> we are this year's Forest Green. <laughs> we, we're the Forest Green now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Simon? Next two games, what do you reckon? Um, I'm like Steve, I want a cup run. Um, I do not want to see us lose to Aidan Flint. It's um, Derby tomorrow. Um, I, I, It's just... Typically, he'll pop up back post and score, won't he? You know, despite him not scoring for us. Um, no, I wanted to do a cup run because there's nothing finer than Hillsborough on TV beating Newcastle and teams like that. You know, that's great. Um, I just don't hold any hope out for the weekend whatsoever. I, 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 exactly. I we look so fragile. We look so fragile. We. Going back to the game on, sorry to go back to the game on Saturday, Dan, but when we made our substitutions, we just replaced like for like. I mean, Ashley Fletcher, he's not a footballer. I'm sorry. Um, we just we just made like for like Volks, Volks for, uh, oh God, brain Byers. Byers, you know, Byers is having a great game. Should never have brought him off. It was just like, I just worry so much about, so I'm not going, Ethan's going. I, I decide I don't want to go we can go. I just don't want to put myself in that position, being I hate leads as it is. Um, I really dread it. Mate, if they come out, Holly, if they beat them, that'd be amazing. And I wasn't there and I don't really okay. give a shit. I, but I Holly, can't see us getting a point. Can't see us getting am a point. I right Sorry. in thinking that what in I Jesus no, I I don't I must admit. Holly, am I right in thinking that this is your ends? Like this is one of the big clubs around near where you live. Yes, I'm in West Yorkshire. Loads of my friends will be there in the other end. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that, you know, turn your phone off afterwards because I don't think it's going to go well anyway. It Listen, happens. that's a... <laughs> my next door neighbor. My next door neighbor's a Leeds fan. And he goes, Brilliant. he's got a season ticket and goes every home game. And he, and oh, well, this is going to be fun for everybody involved. Oh, isn't it? Yes. All right, then. Listen, thanks a lot for joining us. I'm going to wrap it up there. We'll see you later. <laughs> 
Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. As Sheffield Wednesday falls to its fourth defeat on the bounce, leaving then the only team in the EFL not to register a single point. Unrest started in the started to rumble in the usually very loyal Sheffield Wednesday fan base. As we fell to a 98th minute penalty chance, you... What the fuck of that? I've absolutely written that wrong. Does it say sugar tits? It could are say we, sugar tits. Are we, pressing, are we pressing pause here? Can this be As an outtake? Keep it in. Yeah, keep it in. Let's just keep rolling. Yeah. It doesn't say we're live on Facebook, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, right, okay. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast where the main guy cannot read words that he wrote 10 minutes ago. Literally 10 minutes ago. He, <laughs> he gets told off over the weekend and he goes to pieces. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.